Good morning and welcome to St. Patrick's Cathedral for the celebration of the Eucharist on the fourth Sunday of Lent. Our celebrant is His Eminence Timothy Cardinal Dolan, the Archbishop of New York. You may access the worship program at www.stpatrickscathedral.org live. Please stand and join in singing the entrance hymn, Amazing Grace, which is number 430 in the blue St. Michael hymnal, number 430. the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Peace be with you. Welcome to Mass on this fourth Sunday of Lent, Leitare Sunday, with Easter only three weeks away here at America's Parish Church, St. Patrick's Cathedral. We're grateful as well for the company of those who unite with us in worship at home on the Catholic Faith Network and the Catholic Channel, Satellite Radio 129, and our own live stream that we might offer this holy sacrifice of the Mass the more worthily. We call to mind our sins and we ask for the mercy that flows from the cross of Christ. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us all to life everlasting.
Let us pray. O oh God, who through your word reconcile the human race to yourself in such a wonderful way, grant, we pray, that with prompt devotion and eager faith, the Christian people may hasten toward the solemn celebrations of Holy Week and Easter to come through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. A reading from the first book of Samuel. The Lord said to Samuel, fill your horn with oil and be on your way. I am sending you to Jesse of Bethlehem, for I have chosen my king from among his sons. As Jesse and his sons came to the sacrifice, Samuel looked at Eliab and thought, Surely the Lord's anointed is here before him. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not judge from his appearance or from his lofty stature, because I have rejected him. Not as man sees does God see, because man sees the appearance, but the Lord looks into the heart. In the same way, Jesse presented seven sons before Samuel. But Samuel said to Jesse, the Lord has not chosen any one of these. Then Samuel asked Jesse, are these all the sons you have? Jesse replied, there is still the youngest who is tending the sheep. Samuel said to Jesse, send for him. We will not begin the sacrificial banquet until he arrives here. Jesse sent and had the young man brought to them. He was ruddy, a youth handsome to behold and making a splendid appearance. The Lord said, there, anoint him, for this is the one. Then Samuel, with the horn of oil in his hand, anointed David in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, the spirit of the Lord rushed upon David. The word of the Lord.
A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Ephesians. Brothers and sisters, you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light, for light produces every kind of goodness and righteousness and truth. Try to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the fruitless works of darkness, rather expose them, for it is shameful even to mention the things done by them in secret. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible, for everything that becomes visible is light. Therefore, it says, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. The word of the Lord. from the Holy Gospel according to John. As Jesus passed by, he saw a man blind from birth. He spat on the ground and made clay with the saliva and smeared the clay on his eyes and said to him, go, wash in the pool of Siloam, which means scent. So he went and washed 
and came back able to see. His neighbors and those who had seen him earlier as a beggar said, isn't this the one who used to sit and beg? Some said, it is. But others said, no, he just looks like him. He said, I am. They brought the one who was once blind to the Pharisees. Now Jesus had made clay and opened his eyes on a Sabbath. So then the Pharisees also asked him how he was able to see. He said to them, he put clay on my eyes and I washed and now I can see. So some of the Pharisees said, this man is not from God because he does not keep the Sabbath. But others said, how can a sinful man do such signs? And there was division among them. So they said to the blind man again, what do you have to say about him since he opened your eyes? He said, he is a prophet. They answered and said to him, you were born totally in sin, and are you trying to teach us? Then they threw him out. When Jesus heard that they had thrown him out, he found him and said, do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered and said, who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? Jesus said to him, you have seen him, and the one speaking with you is he. He said, I do believe, Lord, and he worshiped him. The gospel of the Lord. To you, Lord. Thanks, everybody, for your perseverance in uh, getting to Mass this morning here at St. Patrick's with that marathon in town. The city was uh, half closed down. I didn't think I'd be able to run those three and a half hours and complete it before Mass, but here I am. Can't you see? Can't you see? He would often say to me in exasperation, can't you see how stubborn you're being? Can't you see how petty you're acting? Can't you see how lazy and selfish you've become? Oh, I can, I can hear him saying that like it were yesterday, yet it was uh, over half a century ago. He was Father Robert Schwegel who had been the founding pastor of my home parish back in Baldwin, Missouri, Holy Infant. I was a seminarian in college, and I would go to Father Schwegel, see, for uh, confession and spiritual direction. And boy, could he ever read me. Could he ever see deep down into me, almost like a a spiritual MRI, and he'd repeat over and over again, can't you see? Now here's the catch, everybody. Father Schwegel was blind. He went blind some years after he left our parish from advanced diabetes. 
and he lived in an old convent close to the seminary. Well, he, no doubt he was physically blind, but did he ever have the best vision I've ever seen for reading hearts and souls? Father Schwegel sort of sets the tone for God's holy word from the Bible at Mass this morning. There's a bit of a tension going on, did you notice? Light versus darkness, vision versus blindness. As God sees us and how we see ourselves. Light versus darkness. Well, that's kind of appropriate that we talk about that this time of the year. With winter ending spring, the light of spring taking over beginning tomorrow, nature, nature itself kind of seems to be in a battle between light and darkness, don't you think? Daily, do we detect light slowly uh, inching toward triumph over darkness? It'll really be obvious when we go from the utter darkness of Good Friday to the bright light of Easter Sunday. Vision versus blindness. Jesus, who reveals himself as the light of the world, gives vision to that man born blind in this morning's gospel. And then there's that conflict between the way God sees us and how God views reality and how we do for blindness of the heart and the mind and the soul is a lot more toxic than physical impairment. Look, the tragic, the tragic fact of our existence is that we are in the darkness. The eyes, the eyes of our mind and heart and soul are often clouded by cataracts. God is light, Jesus the divine ophthalmologist is the light of the world. Uh, we have no problem seeing the sins of others, but are we ever blind to our own, right? The eyes of our heart and soul and judgment see only appearances like Jesse did with his sons in this morning's Old Testament reading. We see appearances with 2020. Oh, we have no trouble seeing things like prestige and possessions and power and popularity and property and portfolios as treasures. Uh, God sees the little Davids of the world out in the field. He illuminates the vision of God, illuminates humility and integrity and simplicity and sharing, suffering, honesty, service, that's the path without stumbles. The vision, the vision of God values who we are, not what we have or produce. We tend to see ourselves as we think we are, as we fantasize and rationalize ourselves to be where Jesus sees our sins and our faults. He sees us warts and all. And yet he sees us as his heavenly father views us as his little child made in his own image and likeness who washes us clean and calls us to life everlasting. His vision defines us, our vision of ourselves and the world's vision of ourselves is usually wrong. We're that man in the gospel, blind from birth, yet washed clean in the waters of baptism and given new eyes by the one who called himself the light of the world. See yourself as he sees you, not as you want to be seen not as you think you're seeing, not as the world or others may see you. You see yourself as his child, made in his image and likeness, destined for eternal union with him, his work of art, 
washed clean by the precious blood of his son. Father Schwegel, years later, I had been ordained a priest by, not, by then, and I heard he was very sick at St. Mary's Hospital. They had done some amputation, and he had kind of sunk into some depression. And I went to see him, and I found him kind of upbeat, and he said, Tim, I'm, they're taking me to Lourdes. Lourdes, you know that shrine in southwestern France where the Blessed Mother appeared to Bernadette inviting people to wash in the waters of the spring to be healed. And Father Schwegel said, they're taking me to Lourdes and I'm gonna wash in the waters and I'm gonna be healed. There's gonna be a miracle. You know what happened at Lourdes? Father Schwegel fell on the slippery cobblestones of the grotto he gashed himself so badly it became gangrenous and he was rushed home to die. And when I saw him, oh, here's that blindness again. When I saw him, I said, Father, I'm sad because you went to Lourdes for healing and life and now you're dying. And Father Schwegel says, can't you see, there he said it again, can't you see, I got my miracle. I'm going to die, and I'm going to wake up to eternal light. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us men and for our salvation, he came down from heaven and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried and rose the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. And I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray. For our Holy Father, Pope Francis, for our shepherd, Timothy Cardinal Dolan, for all bishops, priests, deacons, religious, and those who guide us in faith, that they may be holy and effective in their mission to draw all people to Christ, we pray. Lord, hear our prayer. For peace among nations and for those suffering the effects of war, especially in Ukraine, we pray. Lord, hear our prayer. For those who will be initiated into the church at Easter, that they may realize the grace of seeing with eyes of faith, we pray. Lord, hear our prayer. For all our beloved dead, that they may enjoy the fullness of eternal life, we pray. Lord, hear our prayer. I'm glad we prayed, we always do, but today for the Holy Father, because it's the 10th anniversary 
of his uh, beginning his sacred office as successor of Peter. We seek, as we conclude our prayers, the perpetual help of our Blessed Mother, Our Lady of Sorrows at the foot of the cross, of St. Joseph, her spouse, whose fee should be today but is bumped till tomorrow because of the Sunday, of St. Patrick, whose feast we celebrated Friday, our patron, and of St. Josephine Bajita, the patron saint of those caught in human trafficking, whose sculpture I'll bless after Mass today, as we make our prayers through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, our Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice of your hands for the praise and glory of his name for our good of all of this holy church. We place before you with joy these offerings, which bring eternal remedy, O Lord, praying that we may both faithfully revere them and then present them to you, as is so fitting, for the salvation of the world through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Heavenly Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord, by the mystery of his incarnation, he's led the human race that walked in darkness into the radiance of the light of faith and has brought those born in slavery to ancient sin through the waters of regeneration of baptism to make them your adopted children. Therefore, all creatures of heaven and earth sing a new song in adoration as we with all the host of angels and saints cry out and without end acclaim. <clears throat>
holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness, make holy, therefore, these gifts we pray by sending down your spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread. In giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice. And once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. As we celebrate this memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you've held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity together with Francis, our Pope, and Timothy, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection, and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the blessed apostles and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him. O God, almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. from every evil, graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, 
my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And with your spirit. Peace, Freddie. Glad you're here. Let us, let us offer each other a Good sign idea. of Christ's peace. away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I'm not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed.
please join in singing When I Survey the Wondrous Cross, which is number 830 in the Blue St. Michael Hymnal, number 830. Let us pray. O oh God, who enlighten everyone who comes into this world, illuminate our hearts, we pray, with that splendor of your grace, that we may always ponder what is worthy and pleasing to you and love you in all sincerity through Christ our Lord. Amen. Father Enrique, so what are you going to have me bless a special bronze sculpture after Mass this morning. Of, of whom is it? Of St. Josephine Baquita ah. with victims of what represents human trafficness. So yeah. on this St. Patrick's weekend, we are very blessed that the, His Eminence is going to 
bless and inaugurate this sculpture by Timothy Smalls that will be here now permanently in the cathedral. And it's a powerful sculpture in which it reminds us about the tragedies of human trafficking that is so prevalent in our world. And so the sculpture shows the different ways that people can and are human trafficked every day, oh. many people that are amongst us. And, but we always do it with hope, and so we have St. Josephine Baquita, who is the patroness of this cause because she herself was a victim of human trafficking. As was St. Patrick. Yeah. I, I, and St. Patrick, who was kidnapped and sold and, as a slave as, at a young age. And, Saint, and Venerable Pierre Toussaint, who is oh, there yeah. here in our crypt, also a victim of human trafficking. So as these places and, and so many, the Vatican and the cathedrals around the world, Catholic University, that there's these powerful sculptures by Timothy Schmoltz. Now we are blessed to have him here. So after the final blessing, we will go and, and have a blessing right here. Good, good idea. The Lord be with you. Through the intercession of Our Lady of Sorrow, St. Joseph, St. Patrick, St. Josephine, Bahita, may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Go forth, the Mass is ended. pray, O God, who led St. Josephine Bahita from abject slavery to the dignity of being your daughter and a very bride of Christ, grant, we pray, that by her example we may show constant love for the Lord Jesus crucified, remaining steadfast in charity and prompt to show compassion. And may Almighty God bless this image, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Please join in singing the recessional hymn, O Wondrous Type, O Vision Fair, number 687 in the St. Michael Hymnal, number 687. <laughs> 